how are you? Welcome to episode of Subcultured, podcast exposed subculture all over the world. I am your one baron, Jack Vernon, and I'm joined today by fellow one merchants, Joe Graham. Bonjour. Jacob Abbott. I'm not really a fan of wine, but I hope there's no sour grapes about it. I'm Benjamin Hammonds. Bongiorno. Yoshimesh. I don't know where I was going with this. You went What's kind of French, French there. Very offensive to the French. French Borat. Forat. We decided this a second before recording. I just threw away a bit just for that. What's really upsetting is we decided on one joke, like, that was it, and you missed it. You didn't even do the joke. My wine! (laughs) 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 Oh my god. We've not not even started drinking yet. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Hello, everyone. Yes, and welcome to the episode. If you've not already guessed by the brilliant joke, thank you, Joe, we're going to be talking about wine. Guys, what's your favourite wine? My favourite wine, I think, is got to be a Rioja or a Riesling. I love, I love a good R wine. Okay, and that's the only sense ones we're going to get from this point on. Uh, Jabs, <laughs> what's your favourite wine? Well, I have to admit, I'm a bit of a uncultured swine. Uh, I don't like wine. Get out! Boo. I know, I know. But I mean, it's not my fault because beer, vodka, gin, all that kind of stuff—that's fine. I can happily drink that. White is like vinegar to me, and red gives me really bad heartburn after about half a glass. So, you know, at some point I will probably be in immense pain, which will be an interesting listening experience for I'm everyone. I'm really sorry, because I picked a red wine for us to drink. <laughs> it's better than me drinking vinegar for an hour. Oh, Is it, though? Uh, we'll find out by the end. Just to confirm, like, should I be opening my wine now? No. Not until I say so. Okay, do I need a glass? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you probably should. Well, it's in a bottle. Oh, okay. Right, so yeah, this is going to be a very different episode because we have an actual wine connoisseur. Quote in quotes, <laughs> officially registered wine connoisseur. Joanna Graham, you're going to be our expert of the evening and teaching us about wine as yes. we're tasting it. Indeed, yeah. I jumped at the opportunity because I love wine. I'm not a connoisseur. I have an interest in wine. Alcoholic. Alcoholic. <laughs> Functioning. No, hang on. We're British, so it's a binge drinker. It's part of our culture. Right. It's part of our culture. It's fine. It's part of our culture. Yeah. Yeah, I jumped to the opportunity here because I've always liked wine, but I didn't always know much about wine. And it was only about five years ago that I got introduced to kind of learning a bit about wine and, and learning how to kind of have a, an opinion on it. Because it's mm. really overwhelming. And like, you don't know, generally, if you just go into a shop and you see all the wines, like, where the fuck do you start? Like, honestly, mm. what? how are you supposed to know that? Um, is it the cheapest? No, but fuck. it can be. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to say, has everyone got their wine? Yes. I specifically requested everyone pick up a Shiraz because that's one of my favourite grapes. And also it's quite cheap in terms of like, that you can get it in a lot of different costs. You can get it for like under a fiver if you want to. You can get it for like more than that as well. Everyone successfully found a Shiraz? Well, yes. I, I thought I'd got three small bottles, but I think actually two of them are the same. Um, oh, right. <laughs> just with different labels. And they're lined up in front of me, but I still don't have a glass. So was, was that a necessary part of a step? Well, you need something with which to drink it from. I'm not going to say you have to drink it from a wine glass, because I mean, we'll go into that. Technically, that's the correct way to drink wine, is through a wine way. glass. Yeah, because there's, there's like benefits to drinking it from a wine glass. 
But you don't have to. If you don't want to use a wine glass, we'll compare notes, I guess. I've got a wine glass right here because I'm not a fucking philistine. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll get a wine glass. I feel like there's... Uh, I'm, I'm just wandering through my house. Where's... Oh, there's only a gin glass. Is, is that suitable? It's kind yeah, of like fine. a wine glass. Has it got a stem? It does. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, uh, what about a pint glass? <laughs> Ideally not, but I'm not going to tell you what you can't drink out of. Like It's up to you. So, yeah, has everyone opened their wine? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. we're going to pour our wine now. Now, I don't want you to pour very much. Not a full glass. Oh. Jake, you just rocking a pint of uh, wine right now. <laughs> okay, so I want you to mm-hmm. hold now your glass by the stem or equivalent. <laughs> and the idea is mm-hmm. that you don't, as I said, you don't want to hold the glass by the bulb because it will heat up the wine and it will distort the flavour. Wine has to be uh, drunk okay. at a particular flavour for optimum taste. Ew. And you want to look at the glass of wine up near a light. And I want you to look at the colour of it. Now, obviously it's red. Duh. But different wines have different types of red colour to them. And you'll see some of them are more transparent than others. So I've got here a Castillero del Diablo Shiraz. And Ooh. I'm looking at it in a very bright light. And it's completely opaque. I can't see through it at all. And it's very, very dark. Mine looks like Ribena. <laughs> <laughs> So the next thing you want to look for, and I know there's a lot of looking, we haven't even started the smelling yet, but you want to swivel your wine around in your glass a little bit. This is, again, why you kind of want a stem, so you can do the swirling technique. I was going to ask about this, actually. So obviously you see it on TV and stuff, and then various media, they swirl the wine. I always thought, is that like an actual thing, or are they just doing that to look pretentious? Uh, No, it's an actual thing, and they're doing Hmm. it to look pretentious. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's like a twofer. It's great. So the reason you want to swell the wine around is one, to slightly oxidise it as well. It will get Mm -hmm. oxygen in the wine and it will mean that when you come to smell it or taste it, it will fill your palate more and you'll be able to taste it better. So we've looked at the wine. We've swivelled it around a bit. Now we're going to smell it, okay? What we're going to do is just put our nose in the wine glass. And you don't want to just put your nose over it. You want to put your nose in the glass and smell. Now, if there's not enough room to put your nose in... (laughs) In oh no. Class. Yeah, don't snort your wine. I, I've seen that won't be very good. No. <laughs> I breathed it in. Oh, oh dear. That sucks. Oh. Well, that's Jake gone then, after proving in the fumes over the air, <laughs> all over the place. Now, does anyone's wine smell like shit? <laughs> Wait, like actual shit or? Like rotten eggs or like damp or mushrooms or vinegar or nail polish? No, no? surprisingly not. Good. That means your wine hasn't, like, corked or anything like that. Okay, so when you sniff the wine, what things does it make you think of? Does it make you think of any particular fruits or any berries or... Who wants to go first on their descriptor of wine? Who wants to embarrass themselves is basically what you're saying. Yes, Jabs, I was was hoping you'd go first. (laughs) Oh, thank you. It smells... I want to say raspberry ever so slightly. Mm, Like, there's there's obviously, like, an alcoholic smell in there because it's obviously alcohol, but... (laughs) Slight hint of raspberry. Mm-hmm. This is no pressure, and there's no thing as no such thing as a wrong answer. I'm not going to be like, no, it's not. It's this other thing. It's all kind of subjective to a point. So what you're saying is I'm wrong. I understand. No, I'm um, not. I mean, you probably are because raspberry <laughs> wine. I mean, let's face it. Who sees that anymore? But <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my wine kind of smells like coffee, which is weird. It smells quite savoury and bitter. Ooh. What about you, Ben? 
I'd say mine smells like how dried red fruit in cereal tastes, if that makes mm. sense. Like quite tart. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So now we're on to the bit that you all care about, which is tasting the wine. Now we're not drinking the wine, we're tasting the wine, okay? And you fools better be fucking happy <laughs> that I'm not making you spit it out afterwards, which is what you're supposed to do. How much do you trust us to actually spit it out properly? Because if you've got like a pint glass. <laughs> so. What you want to do is, you don't want, like I said, you don't want to drink the wine. You want to mm-hmm. taste it. Start with smelling it, put your nose in the glass, take a small, 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 tiny little slippy slurp, roll the wine around in your mouth, exposing it to all of your tongue. Pay attention to the texture and other tactile sensations. Like, does it feel rich or does it feel very alcoholic and dry? Are there any flavours that. Jump out at you. I, I hear coughing. I'm a bit worried he's drunk poison. <laughs> I started laughing as I was drinking. Tasted great, though. Right, my wine doesn't taste anything like it smells, which is very interesting. What does everyone's wine taste like? Bitterness. I'd maybe say dry. Like it, dry, it makes, okay. It makes my gums and the sides of my tongue feel dry. Yeah. That's a really good way of describing like a dry wine, which is something I think a lot of people are confused by. Is like, what the fuck is a dry wine? Wine is a f- mm. liquid. How can it be dry? But basically, if it kind of dries your mouth out afterwards and you kind of feel like you almost need a sip of water, then yeah, that's a dry wine. It will kind of just go... It's a kind of very alcoholy flavour. You know what? I'm going to say it. I actually quite like this. For really? someone who doesn't like wine. Yeah. It's, wow. uh, it's quite <sighs> jammy, yes, I guess you'd say. fruity. Okay. We're going to take another sip of wine this time with some air in it. So I want you all to make a big slurping sound as you bring the wine into your mouth. So we okay? take this in turn so we can isolate everyone's slurping so, yeah. individually. Just make sure it's a small <laughs> mouthful of wine, but a lot of air. Okay, And I want you to make a big sound. Who's going to go first? I'll dive right in. I'm pretty decent when it comes to slurping, so uh, we'll give us a try. Very good. Ah, <laughs> oh, you ruined it. Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, yes. that's going to peak it. That's going to peak the audio. <laughs> I think we've discovered a new game here, guys. <laughs> I swallowed it accidentally. I need to go again. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I was, was going to ask, did you actually do that? Or did you just go through some sort of time portal? Because that, uh, that was quite impressive. <laughs> wow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're enjoying yourself there, Ben. Joe, can I just ask, when do you envision this episode? Is this what you imagined? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, next, James. (laughs) (laughs) That was my favourite slurping noise. (laughs) Now swallow. Hmm. Hmm. Don't rush him. (laughs) I'm going to upgrade my raspberry to a blackberry. (gasps) A blackberry. Oh, yes, I know it's a it's a maverick move. That is a maverick move. That's an advanced move right there. I like that. Mm. Very very jammy, especially like almost like inside of your mouth. Ooh, very good. Yeah. Watch this. It's gonna be fucking wicked. Oh god, here we go. Oh god, this audio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tongue did not like that. <laughs> So I tasted wine. It was very bitter when it hit the sides of my tongue. Yeah. Mm. I am getting more of that earthiness, though. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to do my taste now and my slurp. We're expecting good things here. It's 
such a petite slurp. That wine is bloody delicious. <laughs> and it's very bitter. And yeah, I'm going to say chocolate. I'm going to step up from coffee Ooh. to chocolate. Oof, dang. So now we're going to have a look at the wine that we've got, and we're going to see if any of us correctly guessed the flavouring notes. My wine is apparently a fruity plump Shiraz full of forest fruits, bitter chocolate, way, and a hint of black pepper. This wine is packed with flavour and soft tannins. Black pepper? Black pepper, yeah, I actually think I can taste that a little bit. It's kind of spicy, but in a savoury way. Black pepper? Mm. That doesn't feel like something you should add to liquids. But that's the thing about wine. You get all sorts of weird, interesting flavours. I mean, you shouldn't have rocks as a dominant flavour of wine, and yet (laughs) that is. Soil is another dominant flavour of wine. So, I mean, I didn't guess mine entirely correctly, but I'm pretty happy that I got chocolate. It doesn't really matter about, like, how many you get right or wrong. It's literally just so you can kind of, like, learn. Oh, right, okay, so that's what those palettes apparently taste like. You know, I've learned there that that wine I just drank had apparently black pepper notes so now i know next time i can drink this wine i'll be like oh where's the black pepper and i can try and keep my taste buds listening out for it Mm. oh that's quite smart you start to learn what you like and also you start to learn about different types of wine so mine let's see a beautifully smooth and deep colored red with a harmonious balance of sweet juicy blackberry (gasps) flavors Mm. the finish is complex and long with soft velvety tannins Lovely. Velvety wine. Mine is labelled as a medium-bodied wine rich in mulberry, cherry and plum flavours with subtle spice oak characters and a juicy finish. (laughs) Which is lying. (laughs) Now that it said it, I think I could taste a bit of that plum on the finish. I think the plum is what I'm relating back to the dried fruit. But then I'm not entirely sure what spiced oak or mulberry should taste like Mm. so i might be finding it difficult to pick them out that's a good point so mulberry is quite sour definitely tasting mulberry i think yeah (laughs) see this is the thing so much of it is actually bullshit like you can taste something sour and depending on the color of the wine if you know enough about wines you can go well it's either going to be gooseberry mulberry these other dry tart fruits like you can kind of shortlist it immediately just on like oh the initial flavor of the wine I'm sure there are people who actually can taste all the notes, but like I think a lot of it is kind of ambiguous. Like oak. Who knows what oak tastes like? Now, as far as I know, oak to me is more of a smell. Mm. And I can't even identify it. It smells like wood. That's the hustle of the game. But speaking of hustles of the game, how about we take a pit stop and look over to that really sketchy man dealing cards on the side of the road and take a whiz break. Yeah, when we come back, yeah. I've got loads of wine facts for you. Ooh. Wine! Hi, it's me again. We're doing another one of those things where I talk to you and look into my glass and wondering what the fuck am I doing with my life? Because I just really wanted you to know that we have social media accounts, if you're not aware. Yeah, they're really quite good. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at SubculturedCast. Subcultured cast, the cast is very important because on there we post lots of stuff and things that I'm not allowed to be in charge of anymore because I keep getting it wrong. And I just want you to know that we're on a variety of different podcasting platforms, so you don't have to stick with this. You don't have to settle with just this. You can listen to this again, but on something else. Because why not? We live for the views. And last but not least, we're also part of a very intimate 
podcast network called Podcrabs at www.podcrabs.com. We're very, very chummy. With other podcasts like the Attitude Era podcast, How To Wrestling, Cinema Swile, and Raw. Or you could just listen to us again. We've got lots of interesting episodes. Did you know we've done one on billionaires? What a bunch of dicks, right? That's still topical, right? I don't know when this gets aired. Who cares? Hey, do you think it's um, hygienic to drink this in here? First of all, does anyone have any wine-related questions before I just start reeling off facts? Um, uh, mine kind of follows Jacob's, but it's a bit more overall. Is it all bullshit? No. No, not exactly. Because it Good. genuinely is made with special ingredients and a lot of care and time has gone into designing wines. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is. Like, sommeliers... They are wine experts. Their job is to taste wine and know all the different types. And genuinely, if you watch videos of them tasting wine, they can taste the notes. Now, where it becomes more bullshit is when price is involved. Ah. Okay. And this is the thing. You talk to a wine snob and they will tell you, oh, wine isn't worth drinking unless it's £200 or something like ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Or even, you know, middle class people, bet if you spoke to any of your parents and asked them how much would you pay for a, like an okay bottle of wine, they'll all say mm. over £20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, could, I can hear yeah. that. Now, it's a bit complicated in the UK how the whole wine pricing thing works because it's actually mostly to do with tax. If you pay under mm. £4 for a bottle of wine, you're just paying for the tax of the wine. You're not paying for the wine itself. Hmm. Really? Yes. Which means huh. that you're not getting very good wine, which is fine. Oh. Nothing wrong with that. If you don't care about wine, then it doesn't matter at all. Generally, if you're paying over £5 for a bottle of wine, that means you're paying for the wine and the tax. Mm. And over £10, again, you're paying for slightly more wine. And over 20 basically, if you're paying over £20 for wine, you're not necessarily paying for quality. Uh, it's got like nothing really to do with the price after that point you could pay lots and lots of money for a horrible nasty old wine that tastes like vinegar mm. doesn't mean anything mm. maybe that's where i've been going wrong then maybe that's it i tend to go for a bottle of wine that is reduced that's my tip to everyone i always go for a reduced or discounted bottle of wine something that was above 10 pounds and now is like underneath or was mm, under 10 pounds okay. and is now under a fiver you heard it here first kids there you go. buy wine cheap buy wine cheap Open it, let it rest, and breathe. But don't inhale it. Bad. Any other questions about wine? Yeah. When, obviously you hear it in TV shows and stuff, when I say, ah, that's a good year. (laughs) (laughs) What's that about? Is that referring to the grape, or is it the making process that year is particularly good? As far as I know, when they refer to the particular year, there are certain years that were kind of known for having an especially good grape yield. It was a particularly sunny summer, or like, say, for example, um, one of the ways they make quite an expensive type of dessert wine is they will let mm-hmm. the grapes grow and then they'll leave them over winter for them to freeze. And then while they're frozen, they will turn them into wine at that point so that they have the smallest ah. amount of water in them, which makes oh, okay. it a really intense, fruity, sweet flavor. So it could be that that was a particularly good year in terms of weather, it could be that it was a good harvest. Could be that, you know, there weren't infestations of insects that year. Like, it's so many different things. Okay. It's basically a way for people to say, ooh, I know about the year of this wine. And honestly, I think you could say it about any year. I'm sure there's not such a thing as a bad year for wine. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, it's like a typical easy thing you can say if you don't know what to say about wine. This is a good year for wine. 
I'll make sure to do that every party I go to where I bring wine <laughs> that I immediately try and <laughs> inhale. I mean, the real tip I will give you is to read the bottle and then make out as though you didn't. Ah, oh, so what you're telling me is that this entire time you could have been conning yeah. us and we've just know. been like, wow, yeah. Joe, you're so smart. Yeah. You just have to take my word for it. We literally do. We have no other resource to work from. <laughs> so uh, I thought I'd talk about some ways to enjoy wine now because I think that's important. Mm-hmm. We talk about how people drink wine, etc. So one, obviously you can get drunk through wine, but I wouldn't recommend it. You can taste it and consider the complex flavours like we have done today. Mm-hmm. You can enjoy it. Yummy, yummy wine. Pair it with yummy, food yummy like meat or cheese or fish or a pasta. You could mm. try a new wine. So now you know you like a Shiraz will taste like you could try a different brand of Shiraz or from a different country. You could mm-hmm. even try a new grape. Maybe you want to try a white grape. Maybe you want to try a Sauvignon Blanc, which is very crisp and dry and tart. You could also make your own wine. I've made my own wine. When I was eight, my dad let me <laughs> make my own wine out of chocolate. <laughs> yeah, he was like, Barnaby, Joanna, Barnaby's the name of my brother. He was like, I'm going to help you make your own wine, and then for your 18th birthday, you can drink it. So I made a chocolate wine, and my brother made a pasta wine. Oh, no. <laughs> that was his favourite food. My wine, oh. I actually ended up drinking it on my 18th birthday and at my graduation. And it tasted oh. so bad. It was so bad. Oh. It tasted like shit. <laughs> it was so disgusting. It tasted like not good soil. Like, it tasted like bad soil. Didn't taste Bad like chocolate. Soil. It was not nice. And I waited fucking 15 years for that wine. <sighs> this feels like a lesson in adulthood. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you're an adult now. Psych, got you. It sucks, really. But for real, how did the pasta wine turn out? It was really nice. <laughs> really? Yeah. I didn't have much. I had like uh. a sip of it, but it apparently was really, really nice. And it just was because of the yeast, apparently, or something. My wine, oh, okay. my wine yeah, ended yeah. up spoiling. It got corked or whatever, so it didn't oh. come out like it should. And it ended, honestly ended up tasting like vodka. It was disgusting. So when your dad utilised child labour yeah. to make wine yeah. from underage yeah. kids, is that something you continued doing? The wine bit, not the underage slave labour. Yeah, labor. my dad loves making wine. He makes cider these days as well. I thought Ooh. you were going to go, my dad loves underage slave labour from America. I mean, he does. He loves that. <laughs> it's his favourite thing. I've got... Something here that I need verified from our expert as a way to enjoy wine, because I don't believe it's true, mm-hmm. but I am sure there are videos on the internet to confirm this. It's just referred to here as butt chugging. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. Hmm. So butt chugging wine. Is that a way to enjoy wine? Yes. And what is it? Yes. If you search for enema wine, you will find a <laughs> link on a subreddit from a man who tried to butt chug wine. And supposedly did it successfully. Do you give a notes in that, or is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not the best way to taste the notes. It'd certainly be the quickest way to get drunk, though, because you've got so many blood vessels up your ass. But you have to be really careful, die. because, yeah, exactly, it, it, it'll go into your blood system much quicker than regular wine. Mm. Dang. You probably get alcohol poisoning yeah. so quickly <laughs> after, like, two glasses. Maybe wash it down first if you're going to try it at home, listener. Yeah, mm. good idea. I thought I would actually mention some celebrities and notable figures who are wine connoisseurs. Oh! In case that interests anyone. So, some unexpected names in the world of wine. People you may not expect. Fergie. Who remembers what? Fergie? 
I guess. Fergalicious is her wine. She runs it with her father and she is a legitimate. Mm. She takes it really seriously. She presses the grapes herself by foot sometimes. She is intricately involved in the day-to-day running of the winery. I can already hear the simps I know. being like, I want this foot wine. I want Fer- I want <laughs> I to be Fergalicious. Fergie's foot wine. The Bella Twins have their own wine. Again, their own, really? their own winery as well. Yeah, that they run with two pre-existing wine businessmen. And again, they take it quite seriously. And also, both of them are advocates for women drinking while pregnant. Oh, okay. That's bad, isn't it? That's, that's not something that should mm. be encouraged. No, it's okay if you have one glass a day. That's fine. Yeah, okay. All right, men. I'm si- <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Who are uh, you to yeah. control my body? <laughs> We're not the ones pushing it out, so I kind of feel we don't have the moral exactly. high Need some wine. <laughs> Let me drink. Other celebrities who have wines. Graham Norton. I will vouch for his wine. He does a Sauvignon Blanc that is the best fucking wine hmm. ever. Genuinely, it's really fucking lovely, and I have it every Christmas oh. when I go home to Ireland, and it's the best, and I'm really sad I'm not having it this year. But I would oh. very much recommend Graham Norton's wine. He's very, very good. I recommend Graham Norton. He's a lovely man. <laughs> so can you get it over here, then? Or is it just an Irish thing? You can get it over here as well. Yeah, you used to be able to get it in oh, our little really? corner shop, but it closed down. But yeah, you absolutely oh. can, yeah, and it's got his name on it. And it's not the cheapest wine, but it's also not super expensive. It's like 12 quid a bottle, and if you want like a nice treaty white wine, Totally recommend it. It's really, really nice. Another celebrity who owns wine, unexpected, Eric Wareheim. I don't know if anyone is a fan of Tim and Eric. Oh, him. He has his own winery and he takes it super, super seriously. He's like a massive foodie, like a bon vivant type. And he has a sweet berry wine, which is inspired by Steve Brule. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And it literally has Steve Brule's face on the wine. Jake, I know you and I have shared a bottle of 19 crimes. Yes. I wouldn't even say I have a wine then, like, <laughs> oh, is this an early Christmas present? No. Oh. Snoop Dogg has made a wine <gasps> with 19 <gasps> crimes. What? It's true. It's true. Holy fuck! It's true. And again, he is quite invested in the process. He's a big wine fan. Oh, I'm sorry, Snoop. I think it's shit. I know. Me too. <laughs> I if you cared about wine, <laughs> fucking pick a better wine. It's really quite it bad. It's just a stupid marketing concept. Oh. Can I just go have a little rant at how much of a stupid marketing yeah, yeah. concept this thing is? So it's 19 crime wine. And the premise is that you can hold the phone up and it's got this kind of picture of a man in a kind of wanted poster and he'll tell you his crime. Oh, However, okay. there's only one that's ever been made. They market it as though they've done nine of them. And to witness this on your phone, you have to hold your phone up to the thing. Uh, it takes you to a, a website that makes you download an app that makes you download a five-minute update to run the fucking video. And after that, it's actually really dull. So what you're saying is the crime is the wine. Yeah. 19 crimes. Yes. 19 wines. 19 crimes. Oh, I feel so bad that it's Snoop Dogg's no. wine, though. He hasn't actually released his wine yet. He's making one with them. So we don't know. It might oh, be okay. okay. It might be fine. But let's be honest, it's inspired by Australian convicts. So not much hope is there. Did he get a free prison shank <laughs> yes. for every bottle? We apologise, Australian audience. We know there are about five <laughs> of you. Um, if you are found it relatively offensive, please email Jacob Abbott at jacobabbott at 152gmail.com. If that is a real thing, then that guy's going to be very confused. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that is actually somebody's email. I might have to have to check that. 
I'm going to end on a high note because this is my favourite celebrity that has a wine and it's also the person who takes it most seriously out of everyone on this list. Mm -hmm. So this person is passionate. They have their own vineyard. They take it super seriously. And most importantly, they have instituted organic farming methods to their vineyard, which is really cool. And this person is... Flippin' Guy Fieri! Flavortown himself. Dang! Are his notes of barbecue sauce and pulled pork? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Does it have flames on the bottle? I would love that. I'd expect the bottle to have flames on it. I'd be disappointing if it didn't. <laughs> the cork's frosted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And of course then there's brands that kind of make wines for celebrities, for people who'd like, you know, for celebrities who want to have their own wine without actually being involved in any of the day-to-day business of it. Wines that rock.com is a classic. The WWE have recently worked with them to make an Undertaker wine and an Ultimate Brilliant. Warrior wine. When I think of the Undertaker, I don't immediately think of wine. I mean either. I think of whiskey. When I think of the Undertaker, I actually imagine like just a bottle of wine someone's left by the stairs for a while and it's kind of forgot there. Like he's just picked it up like this'll do. Or like embalming fluid. I would like to see the Undertaker stumble around a vineyard though yes. in his costume. <laughs> Should I run through some quick facts? I feel like I've not been very educational this episode, but I've actually have done a load of research. It's quite dry. Get it? Uh... When do people start doing it? Human consumption of alcohol was unintentional, accidental, and haphazard until about 10,000 years ago. The international fermentation of fruits and grain to yield ethanol arose only recently in human history. The production of wine, which requires a large amount of grapes, could not have taken place before the advent of agriculture around 8000 BC and the consequent agricultural surplus. Archaeological evidence dates the production of wine to Mesopotamia at about 6000 BC. So just like milk, we just start drinking shit from gross places and lo and behold, massive Pretty industry. much we saw some rotten grapes and we were like, this makes me feel good. I'll have that, thanks. <laughs> So where do you start? Where do you get into wine? Honestly, you can start anywhere. You can start with a glass of wine or a bottle of wine. There's some key places I guess you can keep a lookout for in terms of like countries that tend to do, inverted commas, good wine. France, Italy, Mm -hmm. Spain, Portugal, Germany, Austria, California, Washington, Oregon, New York, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. I realise not all of them are countries, but Mm. they are all places (laughs) that exist on our planet. Has anybody died? I hear you asking. Is that right? Has anyone died? A sad truth is a woman in the mm. UK did die after drinking a bottle and a half of red wine. Simply because she, oh, wasn't, no. she didn't drink, so she wasn't used to it, and her tolerance was very low. She was just enjoying Jesus. a bottle and a half. It's not, I mean, it's more than I'd drink, but <laughs> my parents would probably go through that at night, so that's no problem for some people. But yeah, she died, which is sad. Mm, uh, mm, mm, mm. Was it through her ass? No, it was through her mouth. Ah. Uh. Don't know if that was too much of a shallow joke. I feel so dirty saying it. <laughs> Can we just pause for a second and think about that? Did she do it through her ass? <laughs> oh, we have to remove no, that. I can't. No, it's in there now. She died. It's, in there forever. it's punching down. Sad. I've got another fun fact. Is it actually fun? Because that last one wasn't very fun. <laughs> this one's kind of fun. How about if I tell you some like weird things they've made wine out of? Yes, okay. please. A dead snake. What? I don't enjoy this. It's a wine you can drink where if you ask for it, it comes with a dead snake in it. And the venom is also oh. in the wine and it makes you what? super pissed. Does it also make you super dead? No. Oh. Somehow it doesn't. It just makes you really pissed. Huh. Now, is the snake a part of the process 
of making the wine? Or is it to just shove one in I afterwards? I think just shove one wow. in afterwards. Oh, okay, so it's not like a tequila worm or something. Yeah, sad. yeah, basically. <laughs> That's so sad. What does the snake do? <laughs> nothing, nothing. But I, I don't know how you're supposed to swallow a snake. Do you chew it? Is it crunchy? I don't know. Ah, It's all spine, yeah. isn't it? And ribs, so it'd probably be quite mm. crunchy. So there was a famous person on the internet who famously made sourdough bread out of her mm-hmm. yeast infection. I sent her a message and I was like, hey, just got a question for you about wine. Do you think it would be possible to make wine out of the yeast from a yeast infection? <gasps> she said oh. no. Oh, Sadly, probably oh. not possible. Ah, oh, but yay yeah. at the same time. I'm just saying, look, yeah. if any of our listeners want to give it a go in the name of science. <laughs> Don't tell us that. We will drink it. Yeah. 100% will let Jacob drink it. Ah, oh, thank you. I'll not look forward to that. <laughs> Is that because of what it's made from or just because it might give you heartburn? <laughs> a bit of both, to be honest. <laughs> oh yeah, Jubs, what's your overall take then? Coming in for this as like someone who doesn't know if they like wine. Uh, you know what? I think we'll see how I feel in like an hour. But for now, it's okay. I will finish this glass. I might pour myself half more. I'm not in agonizing pain, but that could come. So, thumbs up? Yay! Attentive thumbs up? I think if you don't get on with red wine, if it gives you physical problems, there's kind of not much you can do to get around that, and obviously that's something you should just be aware of. But I can absolutely Mm. give you some tips for, like, white wines to look out for. If you liked the Shiraz... You know, I think I'll, I'll take those. Yeah? Yeah, definitely. How about I'll get one of those at some point, and then on the uh, the Twitter... I'll make we'll it do a revisited update. episode. I like it. Yay. There we go. I'm, now, I'm just pissed. I'm on the floor rolling. Yeah, it's great, mate. Classic jabs, just rolling on the floor, ass full of wine. <laughs> so in the revisited episode, we butt chug the wine, right? Yeah. <laughs> Three, God. two, one. Chug, 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 chug. Oh. Well, my interesting fact is that apparently, and I really probably prepped for this way before, but my dad has a winery. What? Your dad he, he, has a winery. He part owns a winery, I oh think. Oh my god. He makes his own wine. Oh my god. And he's part of a thing with, in a winery. Wow. And that's just eluded me this entire episode. On my list of how do people enjoy it, ways to enjoy wine, that was right near the bottom. So it was like, discuss wine with others, compare wines with other wines, go on a wine tour, spend as much money as possible on the most expensive wine you can afford, and agree amongst those that you know that this is in fact the best wine because it was the most expensive. <laughs> Buy a vineyard and make your own, or you could use your expert palate to recreate a classic and very expensive Burgundy out of other cheaper wines, then meticulously repackage your new wine to make it look like the much older, more expensive wine, and sell it to people with far too much money, like billionaires. And that's a true thing that happened. Oh, wow. I like that. Fuck podcasting, that's what we've got to get into, If you want a fun, true crime adventure about wine, check out Sour Grapes. It's a documentary about Ooh. a guy who scammed billionaires out of loads of money. Wow. Well, I think on that bombshell of how to enjoy wine by scamming people, let's call it there, guys. Thank you all for taking your time to appreciate us making slurping noises with our mouths. <laughs> if you want to buy Joe and Oliver's chocolate wine, just send it in the mail to... We don't have a P.O. box yet, but we will make one so you can send us wine. Just write subcultured on the bottle. Post it through. Throw it into the ocean and we'll get it. We'll just, well, don't ask, don't worry about it. We've got to deal with some mermaids. (laughs) (laughs) Figure it out. Good postal service. Right, and on that bombshell, 
We are the Subcultured Board of Tourism. Mowin! I did it again, guys. Oh, oh look at that. Yeah, that guys. Uh, I apologize for our podcast. <laughs> What you've seen the last of me? Not bloody likely, you swines. You can find more from the ragtag bunch of hooligans by searching Subcultured Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Plus, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to Subcultured on your podcast platform of choice. Subcultured is part of the Podcrabs Network at www.podcrabs.com. It is well good. Unless, I wonder if you could freeze wine into the shape of a penis, and then use it as some kind of dildo.